friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm so happy to be here with you today. The music in the background is from our good friend, Mr. John McLaughlin. Make sure you grab a copy of his new album, Angst and Grace. As you know, for the last couple of weeks, we've been doing a series on the next generation. And one of my friends I've been trying to get into the studio for a bit that I just adore. She's an incredibly gifted songwriter, singer, and musician is Holland. You may know her from Christian Radio. Maybe you saw her on Winter Jam last year. She will also be on all the Winter Jam stops in 2019. She's just the dearest. I just think the world of her. And I thought she's perfect. She's like 21, 22. She'll be great for the next generation episodes. And then she got in here and we just started talking and y'all are not going to believe this story. You're just not going to believe the story. It is it is a cool one. So, so even if we don't talk as much about the next generation, Holland is the next generation, which is why I wanted her in this series in the first place. So, uh, buckle up. This is an incredible story. I you're just not going to believe it, but it's all true. So, here is my conversation with my friend Holland. So we had this launch on the calendar in September, <laughs> you and I. Yeah, September was crazy. Yeah, and your September got real it's busy. Why. And then the next thing I knew, you were married. <laughs> like literally married. I know. I need you to just I know. start from the very beginning. Okay, well, yeah. So this is kind of crazy, but uh-huh. so in January of 2018, yes, that month and then February I took a sabbatical from like touring or work yeah, or really yeah. anything uh just because I had a really rough 2017 I feel like a lot of people did I do too it was bad it so was I it it was rough through my eyes but I actually wouldn't trade it for anything because I think it just prepped me for the next season yeah, I so I can say, really say that like savor everything mm-hmm. and see like the difference of where I was in 2017 versus now um but I just kind of took a break those two months and I was like, okay, God, I really need to know, like, I was honestly going to quit like the whole Holland thing because I didn't like the music I was putting out and it was kind of me, but not really. I had people on my team that like believed in me, but not really. And it was just kind of like, how can we fit this girl in an industry where I really didn't feel like at home? Like I just Mm. was trying to find people that believed in me. Like, I feel like I was really missing a lot of community and can, and, and can you just tell us real quick how you started? <clears throat> like, how long had you been in music up to that point? Um, in with like the Holland and uh, signed with Goatee for uh-huh. like the last five years. I signed oh in gosh. the end of 2013. How old were you? Like 20? 16. 16. Yeah, so I'm 22 now. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So yeah. A oh long my gosh, time. you signed when you were 16 with Goatee. Yeah, and, and I didn't start traveling or working. anything. Working. You just been yeah. writing and working and grinding in the mm-hmm. secret. Of like, oh, yeah. just for, doing the work behind the scenes. Yeah, for like for two years. years, I I just wrote my yeah. butt off. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, okay, long so we story get to short, January, January, February of eighteen. Yeah, and I I was just kind of like reevaluating everything. Yeah. And I got alone with the Lord and just felt like He was asking me to put my fall on pause. Mm. And it wasn't like, hey, Holly, uh, don't don't go on tour or don't do this or don't do that. It wasn't a clear, like, don't do these things. It was just like, hey, I just need you to trust me and not do anything that is going to take up too much of your time in the fall. Okay, do you know why everyone listening is dying? Look at my fall. The Lord told me to take the fall off and hasn't told me why. (laughs) So literally, as you're saying this, I have goosebumps. all. I mean, I don't know why the Lord is doing it, but... I mean, I, he just told me to take the fall off. So keep going with your story. Well, well, <laughs> a 
Father, we just pray the same Come thing on. that happens Come when he happens to Annie. That's right. Okay. This is insane. So I'm taking my jacket off because I'm sweating. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Keep going. You didn't know this? <laughs> no, I didn't know this. I really didn't. I didn't know any oh, of this. Okay, that's why I'm here today then. Yeah. Okay. This is crazy. Yeah. This okay, is crazy. Okay. Are you ready? You're yes. going to freak out. Okay. So this happened to me in January. Now, I had a completely different management team. Yeah. I had a completely different uh, booking team, everything like that. So when I um, felt like God was asking me to do this, I started getting offers from tours of people that I love that promote these tours and everything yeah. and I've toured with. And it wasn't like, oh, no, I don't want to do these tours. I'm too good for that. It wasn't that at no. all. I'm not that, that even kind of person. Living. No, no, it was just a man. I really, really, really feel like I don't have peace and I follow peace 1000%. I fight for that. So I, I, I canceled everything. So anything that came to me, I mean, I even got one tour offered me triple. Money amount wise. of money. They were like, we just want you. We want, yeah. like, we need you to come on this tour and, and get like young girls out here. And I was like, well, I, I would love to, but God is telling me so strong in my spirit. Like, if I say yes to you, I'm going to be on a bus in September and I'm going to be thinking, what if I would have done that? What if I would have waited? So anyway, every tour that came to me, I canceled any kind of work I canceled unless I had already booked it prior. And uh, I got to the end of August and I was sitting, all of my summer shows were done. So I'd lived like five or six months in this tension of like, okay, what, what the heck is supposed to happen? Like, what am I waiting on God? And I could take you back through like journal entries or moments where even physically I was like, I feel like I am going like into a battle because I'm such a feeler. I'm such a feeler. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, I I don't know. It just, but my body was swollen. I was getting really sick a lot, um, like digestion and I feel like God was just kind of cleaning and like preparing me for something. Mm-hmm. I just didn't really know what, and it was painful. And, um, but anyway, I just knew something was coming. I knew something was coming. And I was on the phone with my friend in August. It was like August 18th. And I was like, hey, what are you doing this weekend? And I just got done with a ton of shows for the and summer. And you live here in Nashville. You own a in house Nashville, here in Nashville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in Nashville. And I bought – the. God literally gave me a house yeah. in April. So yeah. I got a house. And then I was like, okay, why did a single girl buy a, a three-bedroom, three-bathroom house? Like – what am I going to do with all that room? Yeah. Like, I don't know why, but I knew I was supposed to buy the house. So I yeah. bought it. And it, so I've got this house and I'm like waiting on this and word from the And we have the, the same Lord. real estate agent, Shannon yeah, Power. Shannon, love. shout yes. out to her. Love her. Um, so anyway, I'm sitting in my house and I'm on the phone with my friend who lives in Dallas, Texas. Yeah. And I was done with shows. and I had like a week and a half free of free time. And I go, man, why don't I just like come visit you? She's like, yeah, I mean, I've been trying to get you to come visit me yeah. forever. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go right now. Dallas is nine and a half hours away. You just got it in It was car. 2 p.m. Oh, I love you so, so much. So I go, this is how I live my life. I'm I like, know. I feel like God is asking me to go to Dallas, like subconsciously. You know yes. what I mean? Just like planting you know what? an idea. I'm just yeah. going to go. And yeah. God knows I'm like that. So, yeah, so yeah. anyways, so I just go down there and... um this whole story is going to sound very like overly spiritual, but this is the most like God story of my entire life. So I go down there, long story short, she goes to this church where my husband now, he was the young adult pastor and his dad is the head pastor, Scott Wilson of um, the Oaks in in Red Oak, Texas. So I go down there and um, we go to church there. And I remember a year ago, 
last May in 2017, I was dating someone else mm-hmm. in a really toxic place. And my this same friend that lives in Dallas, she showed me a picture of Dylan and said, I met this guy and he reminds me of you. And he started this young adults program at his church. And it's like a fashion like looking brand type yeah. thing. It's so cool. He's so creative and he loves people. And he just reminds me of you. Like I saw him and your face popped into my head. I'm like, what? Yeah. Okay. Well, like, I don't care. I'm, right. dating, I'm someone. dating someone. Like, yeah. I don't care. So I just kind of like pass that off or whatever. And so I remember walking into church when I went to visit her in August and she goes, Hey, do you remember when I oh, told yeah. you about that guy? I was like, yeah. So I met him and I didn't really think anything. Cause one, I'm not looking for a guy. Okay. Right. Last year I went through hell. So yeah. I'm not looking for a guy. I'm going there to find that answer to whatever God is asking me to wait for. That's right. And so I just wanted to go to get encouraged. She goes, you yeah. should come like pastor and their staff will pray over you. They're awesome. Like sick. Awesome. Let's go. Yeah. So I'm there just hanging out and um, I meet Dylan that morning and we start talking or whatever. And my friend <laughs> kind of like sets it up to where she's like, Dylan, we need a tour of the church. Right. You know? I'm, like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And so obviously I'm like scoping him out now because yeah. I know that she thought that Had we she would talked be to him cute. too about you. He knew that I was there and yeah. he knew who I was even before um, my friend mentioned me to him okay. because he had like heard a couple of my songs or something sure. like um, actually the songs on my record that people normally don't gravitate to like the ones I love the most yeah. were the ones that he like addressed. Yes. And I was like, hmm, okay, that's cool. Yeah. So <laughs> you're like noted. Yeah. Noted. So anyways, long story short, I stayed there. I was only going to stay in Dallas for the weekend, but I ended up staying probably five days and I went over to their house for lunch. Um, Scott and Jenny, his parents, invited me and my friend over. And so it was me, um, my friend, and then Dylan, his parents, and his brother and sister-in-law. Oh, my gosh. And we were all having lunch together and stuff. And Dylan was super nice. Is your nice. friend on staff? Or was no. She, they she were just went to the church, yeah. And she, she was, like, connected to people there. And yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So anyway, we're all eating and everything, and I just feel, like, the most peace ever. Like, yeah. I walked into their house, and I was like, man— if I could be a part of any family, this is just the first day I met them, but I knew like if I could be a part of any other family, this family is like beautiful. Like the way their house was decorated, like just, I don't know, the spirit of it was so peaceful. And uh, I travel a lot and I meet a lot of people. I don't feel that very much. So it was very like holy for me. I don't know. That's kind of the best way I can describe it. So we were down there and uh, the (laughs) Scott, my father-in-law was like, hey, you should sing a song for us. And I was like, Okay. So they had a piano in the back guest room and we all walked back there. And by this point, Dylan and I had been like talking, you know, like kind of just friends. No, like, no, this is just the same day we met. Oh, so we were like, oh my just gosh, talking. this is on one day. All on like, one oh, day. Okay. Yeah. I'm, so after church, we went oh, to go eat at their got house. It, got it. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. So we were like, you know, kind of bantering back yeah. and forth. And then once we got to the house, he like completely like stopped Really? investing in me because he had been like not talking to another girl but he had been like emotionally invested with someone like just friends like not dating just kind of yeah. talking yeah, yeah so he was like this is how respectful of a guy he is yeah he was like i'm not gonna emotionally even like put myself mm-hmm. out there to like like this girl or whatever right. so i'm like I notice, you know, yeah, so like yeah, this yeah. is weird. Like I'm sharing my whole story and he's just kind of like disconnected. So I noticed that. And when we went back into the room, when I was about to sing, I just like led 
a worship song and then like was prophetically like worshiping and stuff. Yeah. And this was crazy. No one knew this, but at the same time, his mom was sitting there and felt like God said to her, you're looking at Dylan's wife. She didn't oh, say anything to she anyone. She didn't tell anybody. No. Just like Mary, she kept it in her she heart. She kept it in her little heart. So oh. Jenny said that. And then my sister-in-law, Emily, was like, she's crying. Yeah. And she's like super like touched and everything. Kind of the same thing as Jenny. Well, Dylan's sitting back there and like hand over his face, like knees up to his chest, like watching me sing. And he said, in that moment, I felt like the Lord told me like, you can change the world with that girl. Oh. And I know it sounds generic, but he's like, <laughs> no, I, I, I felt that like I knew I didn't know there was a caliber of a girl that could be called to something as big as me mm. and would want to run with me instead of yeah. like taking care of my family or my, yes. you know what I mean? Yes. So anyway, long story short, I ended up after that happened, um, Pastor Scott, my father-in-law, he invited me to stay like a couple extra days. He said, I really want to pray over you and have my team and everyone pray over you and just kind of like give you more confirmation about what God's yeah. been talking to you about. And then would you lead our entire staff in prophetic worship on Tuesday morning? And no one had, had, had ever <laughs> you given literally me- You were just driving to see your friend. Right. And no one had ever given me that full liberty though. Like, oh, oh you can just, yeah, like, just could go. you lead a couple songs? It wasn't that. He goes, yeah. no, I want you to sit at a piano and just- like sing whatever yeah. you want. Yes. Okay. So for people who are listening that don't kind of know prophetic worship, what does that mean? Yeah. So, I mean, just sing your own song. So he yeah. was just saying, you don't have to sing um, like to worship you. I live or uh, yeah. build my life or something. Yeah. You can just sing whatever you want. Whatever comes like to just your head. stay there and just, yeah. it's almost like you're just praying and you're there and, and you're just kind of singing whatever. That's comes a great to your way heart. to put it. You're praying, but you're singing. The yeah, prayer. you're just yeah, you're literally beautiful. singing a prayer. That's yeah, it. That's so nothing crazy. So we're just you know singing and stuff. And that day that I led worship, like two days after that, um, I started singing while I was praying, and I started singing this phrase about finding your wings. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea. But that's like Dylan's life motto is helping people find their wings or their purpose in life. And so I start singing that. And this man has tried to like, you know, like divert his attention from me because he's like, I just totally screwed up the whole thing for him. So (laughs) I'm I'm there. And then I start singing about this stuff, you know, and he uh, he was like, dude, I knew then like. It was over. Like I had no, you, there's no way I could have known that. So it's just crazy. Little things like that. What were you feeling at that time? Did you think he's cute or were you like this guy? I mean, was it as strong to you? Yeah, it was like a, it was just normal. Like this whole thing has felt very um, peaceful to me. Yeah. This is what I told my friends and my family too, is I think a lot of my life, I emotionally invested in people more than I was actually able to give them. So I got almost addicted to feeling like I could like fix someone or I always, I always tended to like people that needed help or that needed me to like overcompensate. And with Dylan, I felt like not at one point did I need to muster up enough um, love or like try to go above and beyond like my own limitations you know like it always felt draining sure so my definition of love had to be redefined in this season like a lot of inner healing and and all kinds of stuff but long story short i i felt like after that week i i knew i needed to be there in dallas yeah and i knew it was going to be for the fall because obviously i had 
I had agreed to do Winter Jam yeah. this spring. Yeah. So I couldn't stay there very long, but I knew I need to be there. And I didn't make that decision based on Dylan. Yeah. It was in the back of my mind, but I thought I need to be with this community. I need to be with the girls my age here yeah. that are very spiritually mature. And I haven't had a lot of very close girlfriends that have worked out well here. So I just Right, because like, those of us that we really talk about this stuff, I'm in my 30s. And yeah. Lauren is, like all of us that have our, we have like a prayer thing on Wednesday sometimes. And yeah. we're all significantly older than you. Yes, yeah. <laughs> very much. But I mean, I feel like I'm, like but I would rather be us. friends totally. with you I than think the same thing. a 22-year-old. Same. I, I, you are so easy to be friends with. And it never once crossed my mind that we weren't. So yeah, it, I don't so think about the idea that. that that was a gift for you in Dallas. I love that it was yeah. girls your age that are in your life place. Yeah, that, and you don't find that, that very much. Uh-uh. I mean, I'm talking like 19 year old girls that act like they're 30. Yeah, in the, in in a respectable way yeah. and still have fun, yeah. obviously. But anyway, that attracted me there so much. I felt like. Um, I just trusted my gut. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm just Did y'all do go phone do numbers it. at this point? Did y'all do like, were you and him texting at this point? Or was it like, no. Okay, bye. No, it was just like, <laughs> bye, you know? And I, but I knew, like when I left, I was like, something in me knew um, that guy's going to be a part of my life. But I didn't have this revelation of like, that's my husband, you know? Sure. Um, but I, I called Scott on my way back to Nashville and I said, hey, um, can I come to Dallas for a little bit and just breathe, please? And yeah. would you be my pastor for yeah. the next couple months here? Like, would you just pour into me and help me? And so he's like, yeah, I already knew you are going to call me. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, okay, crazy. Yeah. So anyway, I um I had some work left to do, though, and I had to be smart. So I, I came back to Nashville in September, uh, the last week of October. August through September 16th, yeah. I um, finished up some music videos, um, did different kinds of like trips and made sure everyone on my team had calendars locked in or whatever, and we got what we needed to get done. And then the 18th of September, I went to Dallas. Yeah. And in that time, um, I actually, right when I got back, I started praying for Dylan because he was like on my heart heavy and I didn't feel... Um, I didn't feel comfortable reaching out to him and be like, hey, what's up? Like, it didn't feel yeah. like that kind yeah. of a thing, you know? And he, um, before I met him, had been talking to another girl. Yeah. So why would I do that? Right. You know, I don't need to be doing that. So um, on the Friday that I got back to Nashville, I just felt like I needed to pray for him. So I went to Steadfast yeah. Coffee yeah. In, in Germantown, and I was sitting there, and I started writing out what I was praying, you know, in my mind. So I was, like, writing it out, and I started getting all of these, like, descriptions of who he was, and yeah. I, I don't really know him that yeah. well. So I, I was like, whoa, this is weird. Yeah. Like, this is crazy. And I almost like got Like, you this, would just have phrases in your mind, and you'd yeah, write them down like, and be like, wow. like uh Like, a man of, like honesty or like that kind of thing, but it was way deeper and it was just characteristics of him. And it was almost like God was showing me him before I even knew any of those things. Yeah. So, but then after I got done praying for him, I um, got this picture of me like reading it to him, Mm. but I was looking down at my feet and the, the dress I was wearing was like white. But I just thought, Oh, well that's my imagination. That's stupid. You know, but I knew like, if I marry this dude, like I'm going to read this to him on our wedding day. So I put the date down uh-huh. and it was like Friday, August 24th or something. Yeah. So in my mind, subconsciously, I'm not feeling anything like this emotional attraction that's like, oh my gosh, I just think he's amazing. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't know him, but there's something about him that one, I don't feel a need to strive. Mm. I just know. 
Like, yeah. like I left and I was like, it's fine. It's I'll fine. be back. Yeah. Like I knew I was oh just like, I'll be back. Gosh. So anyway, that whole time when I was in Nashville, still finishing up work, he ended up, um, stopping to talk to that girl. So they, yeah. they stopped talking and everything. And, um, about a week after they stopped talking, we just started texting, like not flirty or anything, uh -huh. just talking, you know, as, as friends and stuff. And then, um, we, I mean, very early on, like I bet like the week before I, I went to Dallas, we both knew we didn't say it, but we knew we were like, gonna get married um I, I'm, I'm telling you like we just started talking about dreams and purpose yeah, and what yeah. we want to do and everything and so I got to Dallas September 18th and um like we went on a couple of dates like that first week and um just the week you and I were supposed to have lunch the week that me so. and you were supposed to have lunch <laughs> yeah it's just you used crazy. your time way better yeah I love man. This. Keep but going. you know what the most beautiful thing about all this is and there's a lot of details but I don't want to bore people with, uh, with this is not boring they I know that might not be okay. um there's just some things that you can't explain but you feel so deeply it's like years of preparation or mm. years of promises that you've been waiting on can happen in a moment and it's like God accelerates all of it to where for me it felt like every single day there was like five surprises at my door really yeah like I didn't journal either because I felt like I was supposed to live it and not um, just write it down. Yeah. yeah. Because I am normally, I'm very much so like, oh, I got to get a song out of this. Yeah. Like, I think it's not that I need to get a song, but I think, oh my gosh, someone's going to go through this too. And they need to hear my process so that they can feel comforted. Yeah. But I felt like God was asking me to just be and mm -hmm. like live yeah. in it. And he even set aside a time for me to do that. Like, it's just insane. So we, um, over the next like few months, September, October, um, he got his master's degree this year from Southeastern University yeah. in Florida. And he invited me and the school invited me to come lead worship there. So I got to go while he went for a week there to do his master's yeah. program with yeah. a couple other people from the church. And we all stayed together and, uh, I, I got to see his life there and that was when it like clicked for me because I honestly went through a very traumatic season um, with my last relationship and when I first got to Dallas right before we went to Southeastern, I uh, had like an anxiety and an emotional like attack oh, because wow. my spirit knew that I was in a safe place. Like like Holly knew like, okay, I know I'm in the right place, yeah. but my mind and my heart like started going back to the place I was a year ago. Yeah, like it started triggering right. me. Oh yeah. So, that's right. and I went on a trip, um, to go do a work thing for like two days mm -hmm. and I was going from there to meet him in Florida. Yeah, yeah. So I went away. I said, Hey, I need to process through this. Nothing is wrong with us, but yeah something's going on. And I went and processed that. And when I flew to Florida and met him at the airport, we went to go get dinner. And this was when I knew that I loved him yeah. because I looked at him and I wrote a list on my phone of every lie that I was believing about him. Mm. I go, I need to tell you this because you might hate me, yeah. But I like need to tell you what I'm believing about you. And none of this is true of you. But like, I can't like, I need to confess this to you yeah. because I feel like totally emotionally 
unavailable. Like I don't I don't know how to move forward unless I get through this somehow. Yeah. So and you're I like, started these things I believe about you are because of what I experienced with yes, him over and he, there. Yes, yes. Yeah. And he knew that. Like he's yeah. so, so mature. It's insane. Yeah. So I started reading all these things out to him and he looked at me and he goes, Holly, that does not scare me at all. He goes, you're so brave for writing these out and even processing through this. He goes, do you know how much this helps me by knowing this and like letting me in? And then he started speaking truth to like, this is what I think about you. This is where I'm at. He goes, I don't expect this from you. I'm not afraid of your calling. Like the last relationship I was in, I uh, had a lot of things where like, oh man, I'm going to have to change everything about my life. Mm. Like my calling's too big. It's too weighty for people. Like people don't want to walk with me. They don't want to partner with me because like where God's taking me is it requires like hard work and you got to be focused and you've got to like be able to be flexible with whatever God tells you to do. Like I can't be locked into a system. Like I have to be able to move when he tells me to move, you know? And so to have a husband now... And that looks at me and goes, I understand your calling and your destiny in life. And not only does he understand, but God's called him to the exact same thing as me, just in a different vehicle. Which is just I mean, crazy. it's insane. Yeah. So uh, that whole week in Florida, that was in like late September. Um, I I shared my vision with him about what I'm going to do in the next two years. Yeah. Which is huge. It's big. Yeah. You're like, listen, I got to tell you this. Big. And you need to run now. If you're yeah. Gonna run. You need yeah. to run. Well, he, this man starts bawling no like like yes i mean he was not bawling but he's amazing like just crying like you have no idea like and then he started telling me all the details of what god's been calling him to do and so i mean it's just been crazy i can't express the depths of what that means to me because my whole life i know a lot of people say this but i just feel like there's something on my life to where I've always clung to this like small thread of I know that God and I have something that is going to shift things. And it's not because of me, but for some reason, I feel like God has put his finger on my life and I can't outrun it. And so it just looks so different than where I grew up, like the people I was raised with, like everything. And so to meet someone that is literally me in a guy's body, but completely the opposite. If we're talking Enneagram. Sure, yes. Oh my gosh. (laughs) What are y'all? I'm a nine. Uh He's an eight. Oh, that's cute though. Yeah. Neighbor numbers. Neighbor numbers love being married. Oh yeah, it's bad. Well done. Yeah, 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 I bet. I bet. He's trying to conquer a lot of things. Yeah, he pushes me for sure um, in a great way. But anyway, we're, it's been crazy. And so we got engaged on November 16th and um, at all those little moments, you know, that we've had and so many more, he, um, he framed all of them and had his friend draw them all out and like all this stuff and had an art studio made. Oh and my we gosh. walked through every I saw the pictures. moment, I and yeah, it was yeah. cool. And then we got married. So he like hung them up like it was like an, an art gallery of yes, yeah. yes, and like custom made like pieces of stuff. Had you? What did your family tell them when you said, "Hey, I met this guy last month"? Oh, yeah, that was crazy. So we went home to Ohio, and my parents. Well, my mom kind of knew. Yeah. Because she just, they just know me so well. Yeah. And they know that I'm, if God tells me to do something, it's like game over. Sorry. You know? Yep. But um, I I was like, we can't even date. Like, we didn't even start technically dating until he met my family, which was October 20th. Yeah. And then you were engaged November 16th. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> and we then married go, New Year's Eve. So yes. Yeah, okay. So we went home like October 20th and um, 
they picked us up from the airport and literally we land and I know Dylan and he's so excited. And yeah. I said, Dylan, we cannot say anything about me and you thinking about getting married. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cause my mom and my dad and my brother, like, I don't know if they're ready for that. Yeah. Like, like not this trip, like yeah. just hang out with them. And so yeah. it's like, obviously, yeah, we're going to be good. Like, okay, yeah. well, we're good. You know, prepping. And then we, <laughs> We go eat lunch at like a Japanese steakhouse or yeah. something and we start telling our story. Well, my dad and my mom got married after knowing each other for three months. Oh my gosh. So my mom and dad start like crying oh. because at this point, Dylan's throwing me like five parties because I've had releases and stuff. Yeah. And he's like throwing me these parties. He's like an elaborate celebrator of yeah. people. He just loves yeah. people so much. So he's doing all this and we're telling our story and we get done and we get in the car and going on the way home and my mom turns around and she goes, what else? Oh gosh. And I was like, nothing. You know, I start laughing <laughs> yeah, like, like what do you mean? Mom, nothing else, nothing. mom, nothing. Yeah. And she goes, no, like, what else are you guys like not telling us? And my dad just looks at me in the rear view mirror like, he knows me better than yeah. anybody. Yeah. And and um, he goes, Dylan's like, tell them. <laughs> and I was like, well, so after y'all heard the story, which is pretty crazy, um, We've just been thinking like we don't want to wait until next year and wait 10 months to plan something. Like right. we want to get married in the next couple months. Yeah. And um, my mom and my dad were like, uh, okay, like what do you say? You right, know? right. But they were like, okay, well, this is insane. So my Bluetooth uh, was hooked up to my dad's phone like okay. before I left. So I didn't know this, but all of a sudden my Bluetooth connects to his uh, car uh -huh. and a song starts playing on there that I wrote when I was 15 and a half when I first moved to Nashville about my future husband. <gasps> and um, it, the this song starts This story playing. is unreal to me, oh, Holly. Oh, this is not even the surface. Like this is not, <laughs> I'm telling you. So the song starts playing. My dad knows immediately what song it is. Yeah. He starts, I mean, he's crying, yeah. like driving the car. My yeah. mom's crying. Dylan goes, wait, what song is this? I go, yeah. it's about you. Oh. Like this song is about you. I wrote it when I was 15. Yeah. And the song, and the year that I wrote that song, Dylan was in college at Kansas State. And knowing our stories now, part of the song talks about like, um, if he's hurting, heal the wound before he finds me, Lord, let him find you. Yeah. And there was a time in his life where he was just um, going through this like really... I would almost say like just trying to figure himself out yeah, and like yeah. what he wanted to do or where he belonged and yeah. just, you know, and he loves people so much. He's just trying to like um, fit in and it just, the calling on his life is to reach the people that normal people wouldn't gravitate toward, yeah, you know? Sure. And so I think a lot of that was just him wanting to um, love on people. And right. so in that time was when I wrote, that song and like I remember those years like 2013 2015 2015 um where I just felt like this strong need to pray for whoever my husband was yeah and he was going through hell yeah at that time yeah so like it's just weird so my family but then you also still dated other people which I think is brilliant yes. you didn't like I'm not going to date someone until God says this is my no. husband. You I had mean, other people, relationships and other crushes. And yes. I think it's the it's the balance of, I hear God. Also, I'm going to try these. I'm going to yeah. pay attention to the open doors that are in front of me. Because how am I going to know if right. I don't try? Right. And I mean, I'm not going to be stupid. Right. But I mean, 
listen, I love talking to people. Yeah. I, I love love. Yeah. So, heck yeah, I'm going to try. Yeah. Like, <laughs> heck yes. There was yeah. one guy that, I mean, he's one of my best friends, and he would say this too, like, we liked each other on and off for three years. And yeah. I'm like, I don't give up on people. I'm like, right. well, let's just, let's just try, know, it out. try it again. <laughs> so, but yeah. And so it was crazy. We were sitting there and that song came on and uh, that was it. Like my mom and dad were like, that's weird. Yeah. Like that's a God thing. That's so anyway, thing. we went home and then I told my brother and my yeah. brother goes, y'all know that's forever, right? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so anyway, um, but yeah, I mean, I won't lie. The, the last four months it's been the most beautiful season of my entire life it hasn't just been about dylan it's been and he says this it's like if we're facing each other and i just barely tilt my head like above his and i i look behind him i'm getting an entire community of people yeah, yeah. not just his family or his friends but i'm getting people that are answers to my prayers because in yeah. august right before i met them i wrote a whole list out of what i wanted oh, wow. in the next season and god yeah. answered every single one of those things except not like, like a list two. about a dude but no, like no, a no, list no, no, about no. the next season yes like yeah. one of the things on there was inner healing um yeah. just from like god i know there's like residue sure in there That's just right. from crap that i walked through last yeah, year just from i don't want a human yeah, yeah gosh so i'm like man god i just want to like be holly i just want to be free and i just want to be in a community where i don't feel like it's revolved around how creative can holly be and and yeah. let's focus on where are we going to be in five years like yeah gosh, I don't want to live my life that way. And I just feel so weighted down by like, okay, when's the next project coming out? When do we have to work for this? I want to live from a place of community and rest. And then as things come to me, yeah. okay, there it goes. Like yeah. there it goes. And I know God gives me what he needs to give me when it needs to be put out. Yes. I don't need to be striving for stuff to happen right. or like lose momentum. Like one of the people that used to work with me said when I took this break, oh, well, you're going to lose momentum and everything mm. we've built is going to, I'm like, what have we built? Thank like one, you. God's my provision, protection yes. and yes. promotion. Oh, that's good. Provision, protection, Which my promotion. father-in-law says that all the time. Yes. And that's like, listen, that either he's God or he's yeah. not God. Yeah, that's right. You know, our pastor said on Sunday, there is nothing we are doing that merits what you are doing. Right? right? There is nothing we are doing that merits what God has been doing for us. Right? right. And so we can't work hard enough right. to get. And so if you take a break or if you take, you know, if you say no to things, mm -hmm. you just have to believe that God, God's not going to let it fall apart. Yeah. yeah. And either he's like, I think maybe in, I don't know how long, in a few months, in a yeah. few years, in 20 years, I'll be able to have the words that correctly articulate what I just walked through. Yeah. But for me, I feel like I've never experienced the fruit of faithfulness until mm. now. Really? And you're articulating it beautifully, by the way. In 20 years, Thanks. you'll do it then. But I mean, this is, you're doing, you're articulating it really Thank beautifully you. already. <laughs> Thank you. I, I just really believe that if God said, Holly, I want you to stop doing music for 10 years and I want you to just write at your house and I want you to, I want you to have kids and, uh, I want you to focus on loving your husband and doing his company with him. Yeah. Or if it was vice versa, or yeah. if God goes, I want you to move to where, I, I mean, whatever God wants me to do, I have found my identity in being just a daughter. Yeah. Like I really don't feel any like 
ties in my soul to I have to be creative in order to be loved. I mm. I need to be um hauling in right. order to be loved. I right. need to be I need to make people feel a certain way or I need to hold the peace or I need to um, cater myself to people yeah. like I all of that. And I and that's what I've been praying for for years of like it just feels like God keeps stripping back layers. And this season to me just feels like um, my hands have been open and yeah. he's teaching me how to receive. And I think this is the beginning of me receiving Wow. I actually don't think it's the end. That's I right. think this next year and I think the next two years of my life and beyond, but I've had a lot of people that have been praying for me that don't even know this, that I've felt this, but in the next two years of my life, I think are going to be a lot of me just living with my hands open yeah. and not like, oh God, you can have anything. Like, yes, that, but I mean more so like I'm going to have to fill up my bucket, dump it out in yes. like a yeah. big old basin and like keep filling it up. Yeah. Like I just think that um, I've been through a lot more than what people I've seen, even yeah. my family, like just me and God, it's been hard. Like yeah. it's been really hard. And um, what I thought was going to be easy is just been more of a preparation season. And I really don't think anything that I've done up to this point has been the fullness or um, even close to who I actually am yeah. and the the gifts and the the freedom of the gift. Yeah. I think a lot of it has been, let me try to like work this person's opinion and this person's opinion and then God's opinion and then me last. Yeah. Like it's more of like, yeah. okay, whatever's coming out of me right now, like some of the stuff I'm writing, I don't even know what to do with it. Like oh, I, I have like thousands of poems. Really? Yeah. I mean, I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. Like on my phone. And so, and some of those things I'll never show anyone. Yeah. It's just for me. That's right. Like, I don't need people to approve them. Right. You know, <laughs> like, I'm just like, man, I just kind of want that to be with me and God or yeah. like write a poem for something like random about the color blue and like yeah. never put it out, you yeah. know? Yeah. So I'm just excited to see what is going to just pour out of me. Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation to tell you about our friends over at Third Love. When it comes to bra shopping, it is all about finding the right fit for you. And there's only one lingerie brand that offers bras in sizes AA through G and half cup sizes, and that is Third Love. Third Love uses thousands of real women's measurements and super smoothing memory foam to create bras that fit better and feel great. Did you know that most old school bra brands only carry 15 sizes? Well, Third Love has 60 sizes, including half cups. Have you never heard of half cup sizes? Well, that's because nobody else does it. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now, they are offering my friends 15% off of their first order. To find the bra you've been waiting on, all you have to do is answer a few simple questions from Third Love's Fit Finder quiz. It's like so easy. It takes 60 seconds. You can do it from home and you'll never have that awkward like, fitting room experience. Again, dudes don't even know how awkward and unfun that can get. So you guys try a third love bra. And if you don't agree, returns and exchanges are always easy and free. So this year, make the change that will change the way you think about bras. Go to thirdlove.com slash sounds fun now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. Remember that's thirdlove.com slash sounds fun. Thirdlove.com slash sounds fun. Hey, I also want to tell y'all about our friends at West Rock Coffee from Crop to Cup. 
Westrock works with farmers on a personal level to help them grow high-quality coffee. Westrock farmer Christine is a coffee farmer in Rwanda, and Christine's a single mom of nine kids and tends to 600 coffee trees. Coffee was Christine's opportunity to provide for her children. And working with Westrock, she receives a fair price for her coffee and is always paid on time. This consistent income allows Christine to send her children to school, put food on the table, and invest in their farm. This is just one of many stories highlighting Westrock's impact through coffee. And when you drink Westrock coffee, you're sharing a story of sustainability for farmers like Christine. You can find Westrock coffee at Kroger, Bed Bath & Beyond, or go to westrockcoffee.com to find out where to buy Westrock coffee near you. Okay, now back to my conversation. Are y'all living here or are you living in Dallas? No, we're living here. So okay. so actually today um, and yesterday and um, tomorrow probably, we're moving in <laughs> to like, uh, moving. Uh, the last week. So I've had my house here yeah. since May. Well, now he is moving in with okay. me. So he's had furniture and like a lot of cool stuff. That's sure. another part of the story is I had like a few grand saved up yeah. to like deck my house out. Yes. You know, I've been saving my money and I just felt like, I'm not supposed to spend the money. Yeah. Like I would go to West Elm and walk around for hours like, and just Holly, just it. buy something. Yeah. Like just yeah. buy something. And I couldn't do it. Yeah. And so after um, I married him, I was like, God, you are crazy. Like you are crazy. Because he already had the furniture. Yeah. <laughs> Literally like even things I didn't even know were God. I just thought, nah, I don't want to do that. Yes. It's God. Like, it's just so crazy. So anyway, he's got like the coolest chairs and we found like yeah. a couch and two, six. I mean, it's just awesome. So his mom and um and I and him are all like decking out the house this week. Oh, I love so it. So we're in Nashville yeah. and he's going to come on tour with me um, as is. much as gonna we can. Ask. Is he going to go on Winter Jam? Yeah. Um. So I love that you're back on Winter Jam. That's how yeah. I met you last year was through our I mutual know. friends on Winter Jam. I know. It's cool. I'm, I really do love um touring and traveling and, and I'm excited that he gets to go with me especially this weekend he'll go i'm not sure it starts this weekend yeah it starts oh, okay so tomorrow night we leave oh my gosh here we are winter jam yeah so we'll have rehearsals all day tomorrow just with my team and stuff but yeah. um yeah we're going on that and he uh, at least for the first week is yeah. going to share a bunk with me just because okay. i didn't know i right. was going to be married <laughs> right. or have him so they're being very kind and letting him come with me yeah. i hope they let him come the rest of the time because I, I don't know if i could that'd share be really hard for me Holly. um but Bunks yeah are so small i know <laughs> I know. I'll sacrifice. It's that's fine. right. It's I, worth it. I would rather him be with me. Um, yeah. Who else is gonna be out there to hang with? Who are you pumped to be around all the time? Um, I'm really pumped to just like be around people that I haven't really got to know a lot yeah. yet. I mean, Jen Ledger. Yes. I I'm excited just to to be out with her too. She's so brilliant. Yeah. So I need to get her. We're on the sharing show. a bus. I think. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. that seems like a really fun person for you yeah. to be with. Yeah. And my um my friend Elizabeth that. Oh yeah, Chan. She is. She loves Jen. Yes. I mean, they they're you know same just two drummer people. chicks. Yeah, yeah, two drummer chicks. They're both like so yeah. sick. So, so is Liz going with you? Yeah, is she's she, going too. Is she tour manager and drummer for you? Yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah, because mm -hmm. um, yeah, we're trying to. She just kicks butt. She can man. do a both. Like, man, we need to like lighten your load, buddy. Right. <laughs> but she's yeah, she kills it. She's always doing. Yeah. She's working her butt off for me um, and with me. But yeah, so she's coming. Then Alex, my guitar player. And then um, we got uh, Derek doing merch for us. Okay. So just the four of us. And then um, Dylan. Yeah. So I'm, I mean, I'm going to push for that guy to be there. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So Paul, let him come with me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyway, but we're pumped about that. I always say too about if anybody out there is like, 
man, should I date this guy or marry this guy or whatever? The thing that got it for me was I looked at his life and I thought, even if I had no emotional or like physical attraction to this guy, would I want to partner with the calling on his life? Mm. That's that was what I fell in love question. with was yes. and it's not it's not a matter of if he um stopped doing what he was doing now that totally. I would love him. I'm just talking about the bigger how, calling, the not bigger the calling. expression of it. The yes. like the core of Boom. who he is. That's yeah. it. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I got you, girl. Just the expression. Oh. Yeah, cuz the expressions are going to keep changing. Right? Like I, my calling, my, the sentence that I always say is, I entertain people long enough they learn something. Like that feels like my calling. But that's what I was doing when I was teaching fourth grade. But that's still what I do. Oh my gosh, you know, be so an like amazing the teacher. Center, it was really fun. Oh yeah. Um, the center of me is an entertainer who wants people to learn, and yes. so that expresses itself in a lot of ways. So whoever yeah. partners with this is going to have to partner with that calling. Right. Right. Yes. Even if I express it in a different way in yeah. ten more years than I am now, and so Dylan will express it differently in the oh, future. Yeah. Like you will express your calling too, but you're in love with the calling. Oh, which is huge. So in love with it. Yeah. It's awesome. That's such. So a everything else just kind of is like. Uh, yeah whatever like the little quirks or whatever okay so tell me uh for any of our friends who are listening who are younger who want a story like this what did you do when you were 16 what did you do when you were 20 yeah what did you do last week that made this that made you available we can't make god do anything by our behavior we aren't like we don't earn he doesn't work like that but you made yourself available and you were able to see god moving in ways other people might have missed what did you do to set yourself up to be the right woman for this story. Yeah. I think there might be a lot of poetic ways to answer it, but I really just think acknowledging the fact that you can't muster up something that only God knows how to create, you know? And I think it's just, it's not like waking up every morning and going, okay, I have to read. What is it? Let's see. January 16th, I'm going to read Psalm 16, and <laughs> right. uh, I'm going to write out what it means to me, and then I'm going to spend 40 minutes in prayer. And like, yes, are there seasons of that for me? Yeah. yeah. But I, the way that I'm wired is I just think in every in every season of my life, no matter how like painful or if there's transitions, people don't get me. My dreams feel too big. And like sometimes I believe that. Like yeah. this will never happen. I have to be honest about how I feel and I have to let God know what I want because I believe that your emotions and no matter if you're 16 or 45, your emotions point you to some kind of truth about yourself Mm. and some kind of truth about what God's trying to teach you. Even if it's a lie about like, man, God, I'm believing this lie about, man, I'm never going to find a husband or last year when I gave up a lot of my emotional, physical, um, mental and spiritual energy. Yeah. I mean, I butchered it last yeah. year. Like, you know, according to Holly's definition, yeah. I'm very hard on myself anyways. Right. But last year I was like, I knew that I shouldn't have done X, Y, and Z and I did it anyway. But in all of that, somehow God still looks at me and he goes, man, wait until she sees what I'm doing yeah. through all this. Like, yeah. wait until she finds the one that I have for her. Like, and it's almost a fact of you have to kind of let go of the boat and like, let God just pull you Mm. and just like, let him be 
the one that's like making it all come together. And for me, it's just been lesson after lesson of going, okay, in this moment, this is how I feel. I don't like this. And then asking people for advice. Like if I didn't have, um, and it changes so much for me. Like I can think of probably 20 people, um, like in a year, my community changed so much, but I remember God would provide certain people and there would just be times where I would be sitting at a coffee shop or I'd be going to get food or just driving in my car and thought, man, I just really need to talk to so-and-so and someone would pop into my head and I would just text them and go, Hey, um, do you mind if I like ask you a question or just talk to you? And I think just being in the moment and not worrying all the time, if you're going to miss it or cause it's not dependent on you. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're obedient, even when you don't even realize you're being obedient, sometimes you are, I don't know Mm -hmm. how to describe it, but it's like, if you just acknowledge the fact that you're a daughter of, of God and that means like finding your identity in just who he says you are. And that doesn't mean like the beauty and all of that stuff. I'm talking about like you have access to everything he has access to. Yes. Me learning the character of God changed everything. And that was, that took me admitting a lot of lies that I believed about him. Mm. You know? So I mean, you really ran after for the year and plus that we've been friends. I have watched you run after knowing God. Yeah. And I, and I think that that allowed you to see him yeah, in places you might not have seen him yeah. in another, if the story had been told in a different year. Yeah. And you know, thank you. And I think, I think people get afraid to be angry at God mm. or to be like, to be doubtful or, cause I grew up a church kid. I mean, quote unquote church kid. And there's an unhealthy pressure that comes from a culture that will tell you, don't drink, don't smoke, don't have sex, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this. And then all of a sudden, somehow that overlapped with what I thought God was telling me. Mm. And so not that, you know, I think I had to go even go back with that and go, okay, God, is this a rule or is this like, is this you telling me, hey, you have freedom to do this? Like I gave you free will, but if you do that, Know that it's going to cause X, Y, and Z in your life. And all I'm trying to do is just protect you. Because why? Because I love you. Yes. Now, if I, my parents taught me that. (laughs) All he's trying to do is love you. So the, the reason that I think it's been so hard for me is because it wasn't my immediate family that put that into my head, but like the church that I grew up in or like different people that I was around or the culture and everything. Yeah. I think God put me in those places to one, show me. Um, in the unraveling, yeah. like how to speak to those kind of people yeah. and also understand the character of who he is. But I think that above everything is the most important. And I, I don't know. I just think for me, I had to push through anxiety. Like yeah. I had to lean in and I had to admit like I'm not okay. And I think for a long time, um, I thought knowing God meant I had to have it all together Mm. And if I didn't have it all together, then I didn't really know God and God wasn't in my favor. Come on. It was like, you know, so, and especially now that I know more about myself with even, I don't live my life by the Enneagram, but even knowing that about me. It's um, such a good tool. Yeah. It's such a good tool. And like, it opened my eyes to see like, wow, a lot of the pressure I'm putting on me, I thought was God, but really 
it was just like it's your nineness yeah, yeah, yeah you know yeah and so now i can use that as a strength because yes. now i'm aware and i thought that for a long time i had to just acknowledge the pain or acknowledge what was going on yeah. but now i'm like giving it giving it a hug like hugging yeah. fear yeah yeah you're like i know what I'm not survive getting it. through this does i know what's on the other side of this now. Uh-huh. tell me what would you do differently the day before you went to dallas like what would you say to god that you like the day before god answers oh, this prayer okay so this is crazy you remember when I said just a second ago, pe- some people are afraid to be angry at God. Yeah. So August 18th, I don't know if it was two days before or a day before that. I was in my house alone. Yeah. I had no furniture. Right. Okay. I had a right. couch and a bed. That's yeah. it. I'm standing in this big house alone and I know who my God is. Yeah. So I know that he's doing something for me. But I'm just like, honestly, just really mad. Yeah. Like not mad at him, but just very confused. Sure. Like God, this is why I said I was in my house. I, yeah. I remember this. I was in my house and I was writing it all down. I go, God, I have been obedient to you in every season of my life to the best of my ability that I can remember. I said, I have waited on this. I, I've worked my butt off. I've done shows that I hate. Yeah. I've made music and I've sang this music that I don't really like. Like I'm, I'm switching around all of my team. I'm trying to move when you're asking me to move. I'm doing all this stuff. I have all these dreams. I don't understand why it is taking you so long to get on the same page as me. Yeah. Like why do I have to keep having these moments of like frustration with you? I yeah. don't get it. Yeah. Like would you just freaking move? Right. I'm, I'm like – pissed like I don't get it I was just I was mad like I yelled like I was in my house yelling at like yelling at God and and um I feel like every time I do that he goes thank you so much Mm. Um, thank you for telling me because that helps you way more than it helps me like you need to get all that out serious yeah so I'm just like Man, and so the day before I left, or the couple days before I left, I just had to get all that out. Like, this is how I feel right now, because I know, I'm not mad at you, but I know what you've told me. And so I will remind you. Yes. Like, I'm going to remind you of what you've been telling me, and like, let's go. Yeah. I'm ready. Like, let's go. So that, I wouldn't change anything, but I I do remember getting upset and I'm glad I got upset because then the next couple of days I saw that and I was like, okay, thank you. Like, and, and it, I don't know how to say this, but it wasn't me like doubting God. It was just more of a, Hey dude, like we're friends. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know me better than anybody, and you know the hell that I've been through to get to this point. And, like, I don't know anybody else my age around me, just being honest, in yes. all humility, that's fighting this and, like, doing this with you like I'm doing it. And I need people that get it. Like, yeah. I can't keep going home to the same house after everyone goes home to their families, me going home. Yep. I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. Like, what's going on, you know? Yeah. So that and then just kind of having to believe like okay i think that's the thing is that a, a pastor our pastor here said in prayer a couple of weeks ago he said let's worship today like god's going to answer our prayers tomorrow yeah and and so i've just been really interested with people to say tell me about the day before you got the thing 
Wow. Tell yeah. me about the day before he like answered mm-hmm. because you did not know when you got in that car and drove to Texas no. that your life was about to change. So you just told God the truth the day before. And you might have done that eight other times in history, not oh, knowing yeah. that this was the time that was the day before yeah. he did the thing you'd been longing and for. And you to know do. what's crazy too is this is kind of like side note of, but like there's going to be times when God asks you to do like it almost seems stupid yeah like hey you need to tell that person like in your job or like in your work or whatever like how you really feel like you will feel pressing on you to do that and like those little things I feel like he trusted me with to do kept getting like bigger but I felt like I could handle them yep like they like my capacity started getting bigger and I just felt like I was like my character was growing not only my character but like the depth of me yes and like i feel like for the past five years the depth of me it is it is so deep and rooted that it's time for me to grow upward in a Mm. way that people can actually see now yeah you know and they're gonna be like wait what like i promise you in like a year just like the project that we're about to do is I'm just, I'm pumped. Like, I'm glad I'm in a place now because if God would have given me this vision two years ago, I would have been like, I got to make this work. I got to do it. I'm like, now I'm going to just do it when he wants me to do it. He's going to do it. Oh, man. Yeah. So on Winter Jam, you'll be there all spring. So are you doing meet and greets? Do people get to hug you and stuff? We're doing like VIP. Okay, uh, good. So all of our friends should get the VIP ticket so they can see you. Yeah. I mean, we're doing like Q&A and stuff before too, and which will like rotate. But I don't don't know if um, I'm going to be out there every night after the show. It's so much. Yeah. And my show, my set is um, the First Lights Down set. Oh, okay. So we're doing 15 minutes. And um, so honestly, like I want to meet people, but... It'll probably be just like a day by day thing because I don't want to wait like four yeah, hours no. and then go and like meet yes, people yes, after. Yeah. So I I'm gonna it. try to uh, to do something or see what we can do, but um, I want to meet as many people as I sure. can. But it's just That's like it's fifty cities. Yeah. yeah. It's so it's exhausting. Impossible. Yeah. 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 Okay, man, you are such a gift. Oh, thanks. I just love you. I'm so glad to be. I'm your excited friend. to see what is. Uh, I know what gonna the Lord's happen doing. to you. I'm telling you, if he you literally set, said you're going to want to be home next fall. I said, okay. So I canceled. I mean, I, I went to my whole team. We share some mm-hmm. people. I went to my team and, and I just said like, so I called Lee and whoever, and I was yep. like, well, y'all just pray for the weekend. And when we got back together on Monday, all four people were like, yeah, we think that's God. And so then I had to cancel a couple of things and then we've just mm-hmm. said no. Yep. So I think it's, I think there's some similar, I think there's some things building professionally that I need some space to be able to work on them. And yeah, and I have hopes and dreams and we're just going to see what he does. I feel like it'll be like, this might be really naive, but I did the hard work. Like, I don't think that life's ever going to be a coast, but I mean, I mean, you did. I, I mean that what God carves in you cannot be uncarved. That's right. That's right. Like it will be like deepened and sharpened for sure. And added to, absolutely. Is there going to be more things that I need to work through? Oh my gosh, yeah. But like I'm talking identity, like this kind of thing. The fact that I got that at 21, 22 years old, I don't know why me or like why he's accelerating me this much In in my spirit. Like I just feel like this year is a year for people to, um, take the striving uh, weight off yes. and go, I'm going to learn how to be better at what I'm already awesome at. Yeah. And then I'm just going to freaking good. have fun yes. and be a kid. Yeah. And that's what the whole thing is about. And so this fall is just going to be like, 
like a little playground for you. Yeah, come on. I'll take it. Yeah. You speak that. I'll I'm take that pumped word. for you. Thanks, friend. I'll let you watch How it. many people take four months off? I don't know. Two of us. Well, <laughs> At least. <laughs> that's crazy. I had no idea about I didn't that. either. I know. Isn't that funny? And it's not like I'm lying. The I keep looking is right at it. Next Do you, you know? I like literally keep looking yeah, at it. It's something. It is. It's one of the crazy. And you know, I, I was just saying to a friend like, it's not often that God asks me. There's a lot that we get to do this kind of stuff that everybody who is a believer gets to go like, I yeah. feel like God's telling me to do something. I'll take a step of faith. Mm-hmm. It's not often that it is so so no. visible. Because <laughs> no. like I have to tell people that I'm not trying. Like, I can't not tell people that this is what I feel like you told me to do because they're yeah. otherwise, where did I go? And why did I stop yeah. speaking? And so it's like, okay, Lord, everybody yeah. gets to see. Let's see what you're going to do. We're all yeah. going to watch. Yeah, so, but and I just want to like encourage you too, too in that time, like, like the time leading up to that from now till then. Yeah, you yeah, just have fun. To do. Okay, and finish well. Okay, that's what he kept telling me. Yeah, like I had to do festivals that I was doing them with bands where I was like, "What the heck? Yeah. Like, why? Like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, yeah. not in a bad way. Like, wait, how did I get booked for?" This, yeah. does, this does not make sense. Yeah. Like things that I'm like, okay, God, you're telling me that you want me to go here. But then some things I was still in, I was a different person, mm. but I was looking around at the things like, well, this is the opposite of where God said he was going to take me in the fall. Wow. And so it almost got but to a point was where like, I was like, well. oh, that's frustrating. Yeah. Finish well, because how you end the last season is how you start the next one. Yes. So what you do in the next four or five months, that's not saying like, all right, get ready, get ready, get ready. No, right, no. Just but like, however I just end keep, this season. Keep yeah. being you. That's right. Because you know what's coming. You don't yeah. got to explain it to anybody because yeah. they're going to see it and they're going to be like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Do you know the last thing booked is I'm preaching here at my church on my birthday. That's the last thing of the year. I was like, okay, Lord. Well, there's the first surprise. I know. That's what I said. We just had to switch dates around this week and someone said, can you take July 7th? And I was like, that is so funny. Yes, that's my birthday and that's my last event for the year. And there we go. So, I mean, I know. Okay, you're going to have to like keep me updated. Oh, yeah. on, um, oh, I'm yeah. stoked. I will. Me too. Okay, let me tell you the okay. last question we ask you. Um, what sounds fun? The podcast is called That Sounds Fun. What sounds fun to you? Do you right. know we just talked for an hour, by the way? That really? just blew by. Yes, you have to go unpack a house. Yeah. I'm trying to honor the fact that you have a new husband and That's a okay. mother-in-law. Yeah, you know what sounds fun to me? Yeah. Going back to my husband yes. and my mother-in-law. Yes. Honestly. Like, I, I just, it. I, I love it. I can't wait to meet him. I, and I can't wait for you to see have my house. Have you had house. a shower here, like, or a reception or something? Like, a little one, but it was just something. for a few. It was just, like, a few of my friends that came. But I'm. what we're going to do is have, like, a house like, yes, okay. like a dinner. Yeah, because you need like and me I will and McClarney let you know. there at the same time. Oh, no, right? listen to I me. Know. I'm going to have a Church of the City party yes, at my yes, house yes. and then okay, invite good. like friends. Yes, and then and then Annie too. Okay, oh, great. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> duh, yes. Yeah. So yeah, okay, but that's we'll what do sounds that. Fun to you. But it just sounds fun. All like right. I, yeah, I'm pumped. My house is starting to come together. I mean, it yeah. looks beautiful. Okay, you good. have to come see yeah, it yeah, and have dinner with us one night. Um, I love you. Thanks for telling the truth. Oh, you're yeah. so encouraging. Thanks. I love can't wait too. to see how the spring goes for you. And, and Thanks. You're just getting started. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm pumped. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I love you. I mean, y'all, when we stopped recording, Holly and I just sat here for a minute and just were like, wow, that is an unbelievable story. What an incredible story. And And not everybody's story is going to look like that. And not everybody's story is going to have some of those same moments. But every story, not just the one of meeting the person you're with, not just the one of your job or your ministry, every story you're living has God's fingerprints all over it like that. And if you will ask Him to show Himself to you like that, He will. 
He will. So no matter where you are on the belief system and no matter how many disappointments you've had or, or where you are in all of this, if you ask God to show you his fingerprints in your story, he will. And I am just, um, I'm amazed. I'm amazed at her. I'm amazed at her faith and her kindness, her humility. And and I'll tell you what, she's right. We're about to see her do some incredible things. And um, if you weren't already a big fan of Holland, I am betting you are now. I am too. Make sure you follow her on Instagram, Twitter, all the places. Tell her thanks for being on the show. And that congratulations on getting married. And hey, if you go to Winter Jam and you get to meet her, tell her that we're friends. Tell her that you are friends of the That Sounds Fun podcast and you're one of my friends so that y'all can meet. I love when my friends meet my friends. You know that. So if you are at Winter Jam, make sure you get, if she is out there signing, make sure you get a chance to meet her. And if she is not out there, give grace because 50 nights in a row of singing and meeting people, there are times where you just need to go back and go to bed early. So, um, but I hope you do get to meet her and definitely download her music. It is just some of my very favorite. Hey, if there's anything I can do for you, you know, I'm embarrassingly easy to find Annie F downs everywhere on the internet, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places and Annie F downs.com for all the show notes from today's show, everything we talked about that we need to link to. And I'll definitely put some pictures, but go check out Holland's Instagram so you can see pictures of her and Dylan. They're so cute. What a great story. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. And it does kind of set us up. We've got a couple more shows between now and then, but it does set us up for Couples February. You guys, the whole month of February, some of my very favorite couples are going to come on. So it's not just going to be me. It's going to be me and a husband and a wife or me and a boyfriend and a girlfriend. It's going to be really, really fun. So I hope you're looking forward to that. I cannot wait. We've already um, got it all planned out. I can't, I think it's going to be so fun. So. All right, you guys go out and do something that sounds fun to you, and I will do the same. And we will see you back here on Thursday with one of our favorite pastors, one of my favorite authors, Scott Sauls. See you guys Thursday.